In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were two nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these two nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Cinematic Monday Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm the host and creator of the Twist Marm Network. And to the right of me is my co-host. His name is Chip. We are here to talk all about Marvel. Find us on Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Mondays and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Cinematic Monday. Support the network by searching for Twist My Arm anywhere you do social media or listen to podcasts. Get all the network news by going to www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. Now, let's freaking get this thing started. How are you doing today, my friend? Fantastic. Doing well, doing well. Excellent. Next time we'll have a way cooler intro with like a video <laughs> and stuff, and like I won't just make up that script on the fly and, and it'll be tight. But it worked. It was very uh Harmon Quest esque. <laughs> I'm super stoked to uh get this show on the road. Um we've been talking about it for a little while now um you and i especially have been talking about getting some sort of podcast going um especially in like the comic book marvel realm definitely definitely so been, uh, been a long time coming <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so basically thanks everyone for watching um we are marvel cinematic monday and we're basically just going to do this kind of they're going to do this show every other monday and we're going to talk all about marvel uh, marvel comics the cinematic universe the shows we're going to talk about wandavision later tonight um we'll bring up some marvel news you know we, we got some cool little things to do as well i'm definitely excited for all of you guys to hear this and those of you listening listening to the podcast on the future thank you thank you i appreciate it thank you very much um, absolutely so people know you you're pretty new to the network um what what makes you want to do a marvel podcast I, oh man, I just have nobody to talk to about this stuff. So I figure I'll talk to the void and uh, see what talks back. <laughs> hey man, that's great. And you are quite the nerd about it as well. I feel like you, you read comics more than most people I know. <laughs> probably, probably. I do. I, I probably read more than most people I know. I don't really have anybody to talk to about this. Yeah. Everybody watches the movies, but not everybody reads the books. Right, which is why we're doing this, because you have a little bit more knowledge when it comes to that stuff. I got this book right behind me. This, like, I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's all behind everything, but there's this book that's like a history of Marvel, and I'll, I'll bring it out 
sometimes and like just you know look at stuff and be like oh my god i need to read these comics but then i'm like ah, i don't really have any time so how do you get your your comics like where do you go for these do you go get them physically or is there a better way for that no i do i do marvel unlimited honestly it's uh, the app through marvel themselves it's okay. a subscription 10 bucks a month or like 70 a year 99 a year if you want that exclusive toy as well and i mean Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah your your uh room looks a little bit like my star wars collection for sure <laughs> so, um it's getting there <laughs> absolutely well excellent thank you chip for uh for joining me on this adventure thanks for having me should be fun yeah absolutely um chip's also part of the Warzone wednesdays uh we do some live game streaming on twitch t at tma games um and we do some Warzone on wednesdays so Come watch us get our asses kicked. It's it's pretty it's pretty. Fun. Yeah, we uh we don't promise any dubs, but uh it's, it's a good time. <laughs> no, no, not even one. No, I don't. I got second place on a solo last night. Baller. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> second place, it's not first. Um, so anyway, let's uh let's kind of get into some of the Marvel news lately. It's been it's been quiet on the on the. Marvel Cinematic Universe front, I feel like, just until this last week. Um, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. there's all the... We get to see all the news and announcements and things throughout the year, but we're finally getting some actual stuff. <laughs> some yeah. actual, like, work here, like, with WandaVision, and then yeah. you got the Black Widow movie finally coming out. It's been a long break. Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's good. Infinity War and Endgame, like you, you have to you have to take a break, man. You gotta let people breathe a little bit, you know? Yeah. It was it was getting to be a little bit much every three months having to go out and <laughs> catch the new one. Yeah, and, and but you have to catch it before everyone else sees it, because if you don't yeah, nobody wants to get anything spoiled for them. Well, there's going to be all these spoilers. It's been a nice break, but I'm definitely jonesing for, for some more awesome storylines and stuff. And from what I can tell, it seems like they're going to do a, a pretty good job. Um, first, I mean, and, and just the reason I, I think that is because in this first bit of news, um, this comes from comicbook.com. I know they're they're not the like greatest source of news but it's way better than we got this covered so <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with it um so anyway this, this little bit of news it's uh, and i'm sorry this one this particular one is from screen rant which is totally fine but uh apparently daredevil star charlie cox filmed scenes for the mcu spider-man 3 and that is that's insane like oh man that netflix daredevil was top-notch top-notch some of the best fighting choreography anywhere man and and him come back and is is really really sick i mean to me it's they're obviously bringing him back to be his lawyer because you know mysterio outed him yeah and now he's like shit <laughs> I, need to, I need to lawyer up so mm -hmm. i should probably hit up hit up daredevil <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm really excited to see him not only join the the 
the movies, but to come back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's going to be the first character to cross over from one of the Netflix shows into the MCU proper. No, I, I, I you're absolutely right. Yeah, no one else is. I mean that. that, you know, like saying it without saying it. That means all of those Account shows are now Agents canon. Well, I suppose I didn't watch it, so I guess I won't throw stones at it. But yeah. I guess that's a thing that happens. So I'm yeah, <laughs> Jarvis but, uh, the Butler did too. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. When did that happen, Jesse? I don't remember. I don't remember that. God, was it in? Butler. It had to have been in Agents of Shield. I mean, Jar- Jar- uh, like the I mean, Jarvis the Butler was in, uh, and then he was in, because he was in Endgame during the time heist. But like, uh, I, I guess I don't. I I didn't watch uh, Peggy uh, Agent Carter either. So ah, there it is, Agent Carter. I, mean, I guess like, yep. I guess like, yep. we knew that those shows were canon though. So it's more like to me, it's more the excitement of like those Netflix shows are all canon now, right? Well, I think they, I think they were to begin Thinking, with, just because uh, they had the news and stuff. Yeah, I, I guess, I suppose, I suppose. Like there was, in my mind, there was always that gray area because they cut them off as soon as Disney took <laughs> over. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the expanded universe. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. And it is, it is super exciting to see them come into the movies. There's been rumors that Jessica Jones is gonna be in something else as well um that would be dope ah what movie what movie i can't even remember now i think it might have been dr strange actually that she shows up in but um yeah man to have that badass of a character and daredevil like most people think you know ben affleck daredevil and they're like "Ah, yeah what do you mean uh he was kind of a loser but like if you haven't watched the netflix series you got to get on that because it it really like shows you how much of a badass Daredevil actually was or is. So it'll be cool. I feel like Ben Affleck is to superhero movies what The Rock is to any other movie. <laughs> Just <laughs> like the opposite. Really? Like the opposite though. Because like oh okay, I was gonna be like I kind of like The Rock in some of his movies. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I meant the opposite. Like The Rock saves every genre he touches. And Ben Affleck kills every movie he's in. <laughs> Unless it's Argo. <laughs> like, eh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what would be what would be like something that you would want to see with Daredevil coming into Spider Man? I mean eh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's I can see the like, I don't know. I, there's more that I want there's more that I want from Spider Man specifically that like daredevil's just a bonus like i don't necessarily unless daredevil gets his own standalone movie and we start dealing with like the shadowland storyline which would be incredibly cool or like mayor fisk that would be epic what's the shadowland storyline oh man so essentially daredevil gets like a hand demon possessing him and he like comes back to new york all ruthless and in charge of the hand and he like creates shadowland which is like this huge castle neighborhood area like it's pretty dope it's 
pretty dope. Okay. He builds it on top of the building that Bullseye blows up to try and kill him. Like during the uh, Norman Osborn at the head of Hammer days. Okay, okay. See, I'm all, I'm all lost on this. I need to start reading these comics, man. I need to get There's into a lot. that because There's like, a lot, that, that sounds great. <laughs> that yeah. Sounds like... I, yeah, Marvel Unlimited, it's really good. You can just go back, pick a time, just start going through there. I, uh, okay. It's kind of what I, mean, I did. like you I just took a year went... or something? and. Yeah, that's what I I picked an event. So, like, I went back to, like, one of the big game-changing events, read through the event, and then just kind of picked the books that I wanted to keep going with at that point and then just Dang. read them on. So Dang. I'm like up to 2013 now. So like I'm still way behind on current comics, but sure. Yeah. Comics cool. age differently than shows and stuff. So it's like something that happened two years ago in comics is still like pretty fresh and new. Like it's weird. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to daredevil. I just keep thinking of like the, the action scenes we could see with daredevil popping up with Spider-Man, you know, like coming to oh, save yeah. the day. I, I, I mean, I also think he's he probably won't be in it very much because of the direction that Spider-Man's going. Like, Yeah, I feel like there's not really room for Daredevil if we're doing three Spider-Men. Right, With and, and they've already uh, confirmed Molina. Is it Albert Molina? What's his name? The guy that plays Doc oh, Ock. Oh, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've already <laughs> confirmed him and Tobey Maguire and... Andrew Garfield like yeah Andrew Garfield was not everybody's favorite Spider-Man but I liked his movies and... I didn't have a problem with them like I was like super on the fence until I saw like the first fight sequence that they had in the amazing Spider-Man and he was like doing legitimate acrobatics I was like okay, okay. <laughs> was that the one where he was like kind of talking shit to the dude where he's like oh no a knife oh no yeah i think so <laughs> the one i really remember is when he like got into the fight on the streetcar or whatever and he's like using the handrail oh. to like whip around like yeah, I was like, yeah. all right all yeah right. that was pretty yeah, spider-man-esque yeah he reminded me he reminded me a lot of the like mtv spider-man do you remember the mtv spider-man show <laughs> yeah just like really sarcastic but still yeah. a badass he had the, yeah. I feel like he had the, he had the personality and the voice down for Peter Parker, but I like I never got into his like high top. Like I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think he had the look. Like I didn't think he looked like Peter Parker to me. Okay. But, okay. Well, he's gonna be back, so maybe he can get that look down. He can work on it or something like eh. that. But <laughs> maybe. It'll be definitely interesting because they're they're going all sorts of into, you know, um, other dimensions and like multiverse multiverses and stuff. So I feel like the possibilities right now are endless. Yeah, and that's pretty clever. It's a great way to like keep characters around forever while still being able to replace your actors anytime you want because sure. you're it's a different dimensions version this is the female sure. version guys don't worry right like what they're doing with thor mm -hmm. bringing jane foster yeah. in it and then i mean and then my next bit of news actually kind of ties right in with this um you got chris evans who has reportedly signed on this one's from comicbook.com but chris evans returning to marvel as captain america apparently um he denied it on twitter but you know that's that's what those guys do. So, 
Um, news news here says uh, Chris Evans is reportedly returning to the role of Captain America after he was largely thought to be finished with it after Endgame. The actor is in talks with Marvel Studios to finish a deal which would see him suit up once again. It is unknown whether or not the deal between Evans and Marvel Studio has closed yet. So it's not like happening, but like it could be happening. Yeah, and Jesse, I know he said news to me. I get it. But like so did uh, Rosario Dawson about Ahsoka. She denied that shit up and down until it finally like until it officially broke, yeah. you know, and this is going to be I feel like this is the same sort of thing where he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But then it'd be so sick if they were doing like Secret Empire and uh, we got to see <laughs> evil Captain America show up like Hydra Cap. Oh. Pretty badass. That was a dope storyline where Captain America has been a sleeper agent for like oh, 60 years. Right. Just OK. Kicks Jack Black out of this plane. He's like, hail Hydra. <laughs> it was a meme for quite a while. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember the meme. <laughs> Yeah. And like seeing how he like was in Hydra. Oh, Captain America's Hydra now. Oh, but yeah. it was wrecking people. I cool. feel like eh, they did that in Endgame though. They had kind of a nod to that when uh, he's in the elevator and absolutely, kind of, yeah. The elevator was definitely a uh, Easter egg towards that for yeah. sure. I love that scene too because they're all like, "What?" It, yeah, that scene was incredible. That's like that was Captain America at his most clever just like totally avoid the fight like here's the passcode thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, password <laughs> no you, you're right uh, but but he could come back i mean he could come back as evil captain america they could bring him back as like past captain america the one that stayed in the past with peggy carter yeah Agent they carter. could have him in the old man gear yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, I heard there. I've heard. I've heard rumors about a old man Logan adaptation, and like, old man Cap would be pretty interesting. But like, I don't. I don't think that would happen because, in the old man Logan storylines, Cap didn't make it at all. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I think they're gonna do with Logan. I mean, that would be cool to kind of do that. But my biggest prediction with bringing in Wolverine is through She-Hulk. And they're just going to take that whole original story with Hulk and replace Hulk with She-Hulk. And instead make make her tear Wolverine in half and throw his body halfway across Canada, you know? I mean, that's one way to make people care about that movie. (laughs) Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. Is that going to be be, a show? It's going to be a Disney Plus show, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like that could actually be interesting because her real life she's a lawyer so like but instead of being like daredevil where he hides his identity and like oh i'm matt murdoch i'm a lawyer she's like yeah i'm she hulk i'm jennifer walters i uh i'm the lawyer to the superheroes right so like i don't know that'd be an interesting like way to make her series like have her have it be like a procedural lawyer show sure a la ally mcveal but she rages out and greens up <laughs> and then and then you could probably bring in like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and stuff like that. Jessica know? Jones would definitely need a lawyer. <laughs> often. <laughs> very, very often. Yeah, they could even like oh man. They could like 
I'm not sure what firm she works for in the books, but like they could make her work for Jerry Hogarth. I mean, there you go. That, that could happen. Jeez, that'd be cool. God, they're, they're again the possibilities. I know they just uh, they're just uh, endless. They're so endless. Jesse asks, "What about Silver Surfer? What are your thoughts on Silver Surfer, Chip, in the uh, in the cinematic universe?" I I like Silver Surfer. He's really cool. Uh, I feel like if they're gonna bring him in, they need to do it as a Fantastic Four villain. Sure. Because um, like, I don't know. Silver Surfer has some fantastic storylines, but you have to establish him as a character in the MCU, and that means. He's the herald of Galactus, and the last right. time they brought in Galactus, we got a purple cloud. <laughs> so, yeah, but do you really think they're going to do <laughs> that this time? Like, I don't think so. I feel like this time the interpretation would be pretty dope. Well, but, and, um, and what what better? Okay, God, what better big bad to have to replace Thanos? What better one than Galactus, right? And. It's actually, this is funny because this is a, another news article that I had here. Um, and it was about, God, let me go find it. Ah, I was not prepared. But it's about, oh, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is uh, set to debut in Black Panther 2. So from what I have read about Fantastic Four is they're going to introduce characters separately in different franchises and then bring them together in their own movie and or show so the first one is dr doom i hear that uh ben grimes is that his name the thing ben grim 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 sorry ben grim i hear that he is going to debut in um i think winter soldier falcon and winter soldier and that's um, like have a cameo. It, it's just like a you know, cameo. It would be like a bring, really bring cool way, kinda... like a really cool way to break the Fantastic Four curse, because like they have not really done a good Fantastic Four movie. They've tried it like three different times, and it's <laughs> never really worked out properly. Um, good way to break the curse is to just like establish the characters and other shit, and we don't have to watch that stupid ass intro again like yeah they went up to space and they got radiated we get it we don't need to watch 90 minutes of that right and then a subpar fight with dr doom like cool thanks well and they, they could movie. totally do that like just like they did with with spider-man we didn't want to see another fucking uncle ben scenario we, right. we didn't we didn't need it so it was no. brilliant that in spider-man they just left it out yeah they were just like yeah you guys know what happened so uh, here For sure. you go so they could do the same thing with Fantastic Four if they introduce all these different characters separately mm -hmm. and then they get recruited to S.W.O.R.D. and yeah. they're like, we're going to go on S.W.O.R.D. and go do this whole space thing. And yeah, the next thing you know, they're like coming mm -hmm. back all fantastical, you know, and they, they just yeah. come back from S.W.O.R.D. and be like, wow, why, how can, why can you stretch so long? And he'd be like, oh, just an accident in space. No big deal. Let's I feel move like, on. Honestly, you know, like <laughs> the Fantastic Four is kind of they're established enough. You don't even need their backstory. Like even, That's what I'm saying. even a common dude knows all four of those characters. Like you don't, right. Yeah, you right. can just get into cool storytelling. And Jesse, essentially, we don't. We, I mean, we kind of got to watch Fantastic one through three first. 
I don't Are you talking the movies? Because not the movies, but like if you're talking introducing characters, then yes, we would introduce Fantastic 1, Fantastic 2, Fantastic 3, Fantastic 4. As side characters in, in other movies. In different, in different properties, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they all come together somehow. Although I would, I would assume that Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic would probably be introduced in the same show. Um, but yeah, I think I think with Silver Surfer, dude, with the whole multiverse coming in, you could and, and everything you could you could you could bring Silver Surfer in to, you know, he'd be like the uh, the Loki of the first Avengers line, the Infinity Saga. You know, he'd be the one to show you that there's something bigger out there you know even bigger than thanos and then you kind of go from there then galactus is like fine i'll do it myself. it's an interesting parallel as well because um like they're both like redeemed villains to a certain extent like definitely silver surfer but loki as well to a extent yeah Jesse says, give me Surfer Origin. Have him show up to Earth like five movies later. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like an Eternals kind of thing where they're just going way off the rails with that. I don't know. That's a very strange, strange thing, too. I, I would be totally cool with a Silver Surfer mm -hmm. like origin kind of thing. Or even just like Silver Surfer Galactus origin, maybe, where they kind of, you know, introduce him. I don't know. I don't know. Again, possibilities are endless. But back to let's weave way back into my uh, the last bit of news that I had with Chris Evans. Uh, him coming back could also mean um, him giving Falcon, you know, permission to be the next Captain America. Because um, th there was a new uh, this this came off of gosh, and I, I had to get rid of the the post because it was slowing down my stream too much, guys. Sorry. So I had that's why I'm kind of struggling with my news articles right now. But um, there was a toy leak. So this comes from IGN.com, and there was a toy leak that has actually I think you have a toy that looks exactly like this one. You want to <laughs> grab that really quick? Can yeah. you grab that without messing anything up? I mean, something might fall, but it's fine. We'll see if we can Jenga them out. So. And yes, yes, he, he did kind of already do that, but I think it would be more of Captain coming back to give uh, Falcon reassurance that he can do it. And yeah, the toy that got released looks a lot like that outfit right there. Um, and the box... That Falcon butt. Yeah. <laughs> and the box actually says the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it is an official toy line, apparently, from Hasbro. Yeah, and got the uh, star and everything stripes. Yep, I think the difference is the one full on the, shield. The new one that's coming out has the wings too. Does yours have the wings? No, this one actually did not come with wings. They did make a uh, version that has wings, but it's a different costume. Okay. I don't have that one. Yeah, so this one has uh, has the wings on it. But I think that'd be cool to bring Captain America in just for that show. Even you know, like even a little little tiny cameo or something. He could even play old man, old man Cap. <laughs> like, I mean, why would you not? They're gonna pay you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and he's not doing much. What's he doing right now? Not a lot. I don't know. I didn't catch Knives Out. And you know that movie was actually pretty good. 
good I think i'll watch should, it you know check it out I, didn't, I just didn't catch it i didn't have anything against it i just have not seen it yet even though it was made by ryan johnson it's fine it's, it's a good movie <laughs> we won't go Curse him. <laughs> he who must not be named Yes, Jesse. Sleeping in piles of money. I love it. Um, all right. So that's that's kind of wraps up for the news articles. Did you have any other Marvel news that you wanted to talk about, Chip? I saw an article earlier today, actually, saying that Ethan Hawke signed on for the Moon Knight series as the uh, big villain, which is kind of cool because, oh, my God, it's Ethan Hawke. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. I see where you're okay. We were trying to find that clip earlier, but what do you know about Moon Knight? I I know nothing about Moon Knight, the character, anything. Like what? Do Mark Spector, who is Moon Knight, he is like certifiably insane. Like okay. he is nuts in the head, like multiple personalities, nuts in the head. Um oh, little piece of trivia, uh Max Bemis actually wrote a Moon Knight series for a while. The Bemis. Really? The Beam Indeed. Man? The Beam of Say Anything fame. He actually wrote a Moon Knight series. Like wow. going real in depth into like Mark Spector's craziness. Like good good book. That's I mean, and that's a good that's a good uh writer <laughs> for that because Max Bemis is fucking nuts. But he's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a good book. But uh he's he was a mercenary, got betrayed, got left in this uh temple in God, I want to say if, if it wasn't Egypt, it was a fictional African country, and he got left in a tomb and uh, basically got powers from a moon god named like Konshu, Konshu, okay, K H O N, okay, Konshu, Konshu, okay, yeah, yeah, he's like the, he's like I don't know, he's almost like a version of Batman, like he's got mad money, mad toys. But an all white suit. <laughs> Does he like transport? Was he like a Shazam kind of thing? Does he transform into? Moon no, no, he's like no, he's got like yeah, he's like like he's got like enhanced senses and strength. Like he's probably like Black Panther, Captain America level, but not like Thor or Thanos sure. level. Like sure. he's not gonna rip anybody in half, but he'll you know punch a hole through a car. Uh, uh, maybe the science is the same on those. I don't really know the uh, torque pressure to rip somebody apart, but eh. But I don't know. Sure. Um, but he's strong. He's super strong, but not like push the planet super strong. Um, okay. Jesse says he yeah. was originally four people combined into one spirit. Is that a thing? Was that Konshu or was that Mark Spector himself? Is that like the origin of his powers? Like that might have been what happened like, like when the... he was in the temple. Like that might have okay. been like the specifics of him getting it. It's very possible. Okay. I just know like he got betrayed. He was left in this temple. Got moon god powers. Got moon god powers. Gotcha. Yeah. Moon god. He has no qualms killing though. Like he is not like leaving people alive like Batman. Like he leaves bloody messes. And he wears the uh, white suit for, like, the opposite reason of Deadpool because he, like, wants you to see how much blood of yours is on him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Dang, so he's kind of a badass. Uh, is it supposed to be a movie yes. or a show? Do we know I that believe yet? I believe Moon Knight is going to be a series. Okay. 
and that's like one of the big current like storylines too is like the age of Khonshu where like Moon Knight takes out all the Avengers for some reason I haven't read it but it's a big thing going on currently or just like near past okay um so that I mean I guess it depends on where they put it because they could put Moon Knight on Hulu I feel like Disney now that they own Hulu could put their more graphic titles there Mm -hmm. and put their more like WandaVision Captain America stuff on Disney Plus so that if Moon Knight's supposed to be that graphic, he better be on Hulu because... Uh, that I mean, would be cool, but at the same time, like, they canceled Hellstrom, like, before they even found out if it was, like, successful. And mm-hmm. I really liked Hellstrom, and it was, like, more graphic, kind of on that same tilt. I feel like it was on Hulu. So I'm kind of like, what's the deal with that? Like, I really don't know how is, all that contract is, shit works. Is Hellstrom a... Uh... Uh, property like a comic yeah hellstrom it's uh damon hellstrom it's marvel if you haven't watched it you should watch it it's uh it came out like during the 2020 i believe okay and it is definitely uh it's uh hulu so right on yeah damon hellstrom he's the uh son of satan no baby Wow, that's crazy. And it, that, that's like a... I didn't even know that thing existed. There's so many... What the fuck? <laughs> that one kind of like slipped under the radar. Like I... Yeah. And hmm. it was... Yeah, it was, it was dark. Like very... Like demons and stuff. Like people's heads getting twisted off. Like it was a rugged bit of show. <laughs> yeah, and you know, maybe it was just because it didn't get a lot of press. Because it did come out in October 2020. Canceled December 2020. So it was yeah, very recently it, canceled. I thought it was good too. Like I, I didn't think it was garbage. Yeah. I felt like I was excited for the second season and then I heard it was canceled. I was like, Oh, well, and you know, that, that could have been a Fox series that maybe Fox had that and put it on Hulu and did something. And then now Disney's like, nah, we're going to, we're going to put better stuff up there. Not saying that it's bad. I haven't seen it, but like, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So so Moon Knight could be a could be a real fun real fun series if they if they do it right I guess. Um, Deadpool three is supposed to be rated R. Kevin Feige came out and said that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I heard a lot of like interesting casting for oh, that, I but that. I forgot all of it. I think like uh, same Colossus is gonna be in it. Um, God, I feel like I heard like two big, big names that were either flirting with it or got signed to it. Okay. Interesting. Actually. So I'm gonna do a cursory. uh, Also, he disrespects Punisher to his face. What? uh, That's really cool. I didn't realize I could do this, and I feel stupid because I can bring comments up on the screen, and that's pretty tight. That's pretty cool, yeah. If you would like to interact, please give us a comment. I will put you on the screen. Um, Jesus, man, I'm such a bad podcaster. So, anyway, let's move on from the news. Um, I'm I'm excited for everything coming out with Marvel, and we're going to definitely, as these shows go on, we're going to get a lot more news coming out, you know, because, again, the the break is over for Marvel, and they're going to have a lot more stuff released, announced, coming out, um, including not, not just with... TV shows and, and movies, but I'm sure comics as well have a lot of things coming out in the future. So 
All right. So moving on to our next little segment, um, we're going to do uh, a little artist spotlight. Um, Chip has, again, Chip reads uh, a good amount of comics and he, he knows he's got some, he, he knows his thing. So he has an artist spotlight for, for uh, this month. And you want to just tell us a little bit about the artist you got there? Yeah. So, I mean, today, as of recording, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So I uh, thought it only fitting to find a uh, African-American artist or uh, writer that works for Marvel that uh, we could kind of talk about a little bit. And uh, uh, Christopher Priest is his name. He's uh, very, very big in Marvel Comics. He was actually the uh, first black writer-editor in mainstream comics. They made him an editor of Marvel Comics back in 1979. Oh, wow. So he has been in the biz. Uh, really cool cat. He... Uh, he wrote 62 issues of Black Panther, the run that started in 1998. That was like wildly popular and like widely regarded as one of the most influential Black Panther runs. Um, and he was on the helm for like five years of that book. So it's a pretty long time in comic books. Uh, yeah, really big guy, really big name. Definitely worth looking at it. some of his work. He's uh, really big into like social justice uh themes like that yeah, he's done a lot of, lot of stuff man um a like you ton. said black panther that was volume three number one through 56 and 59 through 62 yeah um, he's working on the uh, current re redo of vampirella uh he's writing that he did uh, the deathstroke run from 2019 which was pretty on point wow he did a couple yeah. Batman issues. He's done uh, Amazing Spider-Man. He did Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Yeah. I mean... He did some Conan the Barbarian, cool. King Conan. Yeah, for sure. Did a lot. Um, for sure. So, yeah, he was an intern in 1978. He joined the editorial staff in 79. Uh, managing editor editor on Crazy Magazine and becoming the first African American editor in mainstream com mainstream comics, he next became assistant editor for Larry Harma on the Conan titles. So, that's really cool. Um, didn't you say that uh, a lot of the Black Panther stuff that he did was used in the movies? Like a lot of his storyline, they, they adapted a lot of it. Yeah, his uh his run was really interesting. He took uh he took t'challa out of wakanda and brought him to new york and made him like live as a oh. black man in the main streets of new york uh he's also the one that introduced the dora milaje so uh the all-female bodyguards he's the one that introduced them interesting um, a lot of his things were uh pretty inspired like they drew upon a lot of his series for the movie interesting that's really cool i like that doesn't he go uh he goes as priest too right like he's kind of yeah he's uh he's he's yeah a lot of times he's known as priest he uh he's also he's really an interesting individual he uh actually like doesn't really like any of the labels like he doesn't want anybody to or he doesn't really want to be like praised as like a black writer he's just a writer yeah and like but he was a pioneer understandable for you know sure. for so, sure for you sure know, give, he uh, opened a lot of doors props are due for sure definitely opened um, a lot of doors 
It looks like he he worked in DC Comics too. He had a run as writer of Green Lantern when the character oh, yeah. was exclusive to the anthology series Action Comics. That was from 1988 to 1989. And he wrote the Green Lantern serial issue 601 through 607 and left part partway through the story arc and returned for 621 through 635. Dang. That's cool. That's cool. That's a you know, Jesse one of Jesse's uh favorite comics i believe I, I just by the comment there he's he's pretty excited i guess so <laughs> um yeah excellent so any anything else that you wanted to, to emphasize on priest here or any anything like that no i just uh i felt like it was uh appropriate uh today since as of recording it's uh martin luther king jr day so i felt like it was appropriate to uh shine a little spotlight on a uh, another influential black voice for sure in comics so absolutely so yeah check out uh check out christopher priest any of his things especially the black panther run um now our we have our next segment i swear i swear to you next time we do the show i'm gonna have fun little bumpers it's gonna be like marvel something like that but (laughs) um so our next segment is comics you've been reading we're gonna have to change that name too but uh you 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 told me at the beginning of this when we started doing production on this show that uh you you read up to 10 15 comics a week probably something like that yeah on average that's probably probably about accurate nice so i thought it very prevalent to do a comic of the week um and i just wanted to give you the floor for the comics you've been reading this last week take it away yes i'm going to bring up my app here really quick um just like as an example just gonna show the app real quick like marvel unlimited yo it is crazy every single one of these is like each one of these isn't an issue each one of these is its own book series oh okay nice tons and tons of books inside each of these and this is just my library uh, currently, like the best issues that I've been reading at the moment, I would say is uh, Thor, the uh, Thor God of Thunder run. Okay. Let me just bring it up here so I can get you actual like the God of Thunder run. writing. I'll, I'll yeah, Thor God too. of Thunder, oh, yeah. 2012. Uh, it's pretty legit. It was uh, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, it's uh, the storyline that introduced Gore the God Butcher, actually, which is uh, pretty cool because uh, they just announced recently that Christian Bale is going to be playing Gore the God Butcher, which yeah. is next level cool. Uh, Gore is dope. Gore actually has a uh, symbiote, like a Venom symbiote. It's interesting. All Black the Necro Sword, which is also the King in Black's sword. So really interesting, like how he got his hands on that. Um, yeah, really cool run. Uh, at one point, Thor is with his past and future self trying to fight Gore, and they're on like this prison planet where his three future granddaughters are also like prisoners on the <laughs> planet. It's really cool it's run. Crazy. Yeah, but after that storyline, uh, Melikith the. Uh, king of the elves who was in uh, the dark world movie Mm -hmm. he like escapes from his prison in hell after the gore stuff and right now he's like running around the nine realms 
wreaking havoc. So that's uh that's the one that's like really interesting and exciting for me right now. Uh, I think the ones that I'm like actually reading was published in 2013, November 13th, 2013. That's where I am currently, so I'm about to hit the 2014 issues of all the books I read. But yeah, really cool run. Definitely worth a look, especially if you like Thor. Nice. It looks like it has, what, four volumes? So you got volume one, The God Butcher, volume two, God Bomb, volume three, The Accursed, volume four, The Last Days of Midgard. Dude, God Bomb. God Bomb is, uh, I feel like them bringing gore into the movie is going to be God Bomb. Like, they have to do it. It's okay. going to be so cool. All right. Um, God, and is this is this the same one where Jane Foster takes up the, the Thor mantle? Is this the same kind of uh, thing? Very different storylines in the comics. But uh, I think in the movie, I think it's gonna be that movie okay. that they bring in gore, because okay. like I, I feel like I heard that they cast Christian Bale for the next Thor movie, which is Love Would and be Thunder. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um. So I don't know. Well, but like, and, yeah. And yeah, that's what I mean. So is this comic series? So in the, the God of Thunder, is that where they introduced the Jane Foster Thor? Was it was it in that comic series or was it a different comic series? You know. Honestly, I am not sure because I'm only about halfway through this right, series well, currently. Keep us posted. But, uh, keep us posted yeah, sure. I'm not sure when they actually do that. Um, yeah. Oh, I, it might not be during this. I think it's after uh, there's a big event. It's a big event. Who uh, The Watcher gets murdered. And at the end of that big storyline, Nick Fury whispers something in Thor's ear. And whatever he tells Thor makes Thor unworthy. <laughs> and so Thor can't hold his hammer anymore because Nick Fury knows so much shit that he can just make Thor. Oh wait, I am what, a piece of shit. Like, what, what does he tell him? Say? Yeah, I don't know. God, I'm damn. not sure. Like, I bet you could Google it. Like, I'm sure it's a cursory Google search away. What did Nick Fury tell Thor? But like, I haven't. I'm not gonna spoil it for myself. But okay, I won't spoil it for you then either. You'll have to keep us posted when you get there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, were there any other comics you were reading this week, or are you just sticking with God of Thunder? Uh, God of Thunder was really good, and then I'm reading Superior Spider-Man. Uh, it's okay. the uh, the first run of Superior Spider-Man because there's a new run, but uh, yeah, the first run where Otto steals Otto Octavius Doc Ock steals Peter Parker's body, and Peter Parker ends up in Doc Ock's like decrepit body and dies. Whoa. Yeah, Doc Ock's body dies with Peter inside. And so Doc oh. Ock is in Peter's body, and he's like, you know what? I'm a better Spider-Man. A superior Spider-Man. And, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's cool, yeah. Well, that's, uh, I guess we'll, we'll end it on that. Superior Spider-Man and God of Thunder, check those out. If you guys are reading any comics out there, definitely... Let us know. Hit us up, twistbarnpodcast.com. Uh, let us know if you of, of the comics you are reading and things that you would like us to check out and possibly talk about on this show. All right. Now, let's, let's move on to our main event here because I've been stoked to talk about this since Friday. I think it was Friday. Yeah. So we're going to get on to that. Um, a little show dropped on Disney Plus this last Friday called WandaVision. Have you heard of it? 
Ooh, thought we were talking about the remake of. I don't know. I can't think of something <laughs> silly. No, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I definitely heard of it. They were spamming it pretty heavily on uh, a lot of the YouTubes. Yeah, absolutely. It was everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you got to watch it, yes? Yes. Okay. I watched both episodes multiple times. And just before before we get too far into it, what did you think? Just surface level, what did you think? The first episode was fantastic. And, like, the second episode, like, had its moments where it, like, is intriguing. But I don't know. I'm iffy. Right. I'm on the fence. All right. I thought it was, I I liked it. I really enjoyed it, and it really gets me excited to see what comes out of this show. Yeah. Because it's to me, it's a huge misdirect. Like, uh, just just we'll get into it really that's, quick. Yeah, that's like it's all set up right now. So right now, I'm like, what's the payoff going to be? Like all this setup, I'm kind of like, hmm. Hmm. Right. Little tidbits like. Hmm. Yeah. And before we move forward, um, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen WandaVision yet. There will be heavy spoilers over the next about half hour. Baby so... Yoda dies. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, in the words of Jesse, we like to do a quick rundown of these. And I'm going to. Uh, I'm just actually going to steal this from the Wikipedia and do their quick little episode rundowns because I feel like they probably do a better job than I would on the fly. So I wrote those entries anyway. It's fine. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. What? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I thought you meant you wrote them for the show. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. I made sure that that was uh, updated just for the show. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go through. Episode one and episode two really quick, and we're just going to – I'll give you the whole synopsis of everything, and then we'll just go into it, all right? So here we go. Episode one, uh, it was directed by Matt Shackman, Shakeman, written by Jack Schaefer, original release date, January 15th, 2021. Newlywed couple, Wanda and Vision, move into the town of Westview during what appears to be the 1950s. They attempt to blend in, despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinetic abilities. One day, they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at Computational Services Incorporated, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. Their neighbor, Agnes, introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his coworkers with his speed, but is unsure what his company actually does. He is reminded that he and Wanda are hosting his boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the heart represents. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food, and Vision uses his abilities to save him. All of these events have taken place on the fictional sitcom WandaVision, which someone is watching on a television. Okay, so episode two, then. All right, episode two, and then then we'll go back into that. Episode two. During what appears to be the 1960s, Wanda and Vision hear strange noises outside their house, which seems to be caused by a tree branch in the wind. They prepare their magic act for a neighborhood talent show. Wanda and Agnes spend the day with the show's planning committee, led by Dottie, and Vision attends a neighborhood watch meeting, where he accidentally swallows some chewing gum. Wanda befriends another neighbor, 
uh, Geraldine and notices more strange things, a yellow and red toy helicopter in their black and white world, which we'll get back to, a voice on the radio that seems to be speaking to her, which we will also get back to, and a red blood stain. Thanks to the gum caught in his internal mechanisms, Vision appears to be intoxicated at the talent show and publicly reveals his abilities. Wanda uses her own abilities to make this look like simple magic tricks and fixes Vision by removing the gum from his gears. They return home. Wanda becomes visibly pregnant. That was quick. When they see a strange beekeeper emerging from a manhole in the street, Wanda, Wanda panics and resets reality to before the figure appears. The setting then changes to the 1970s as everything becomes colorful. First of all, Vision Drunk is really fun. <laughs> that Seeing Vision Drunk in episode two kind of made episode two worth it. <laughs> that was... Yeah, episode two kind of dragged on for me for a bit there. But, like, yes, yeah. Vision Drunk was very funny. Yeah. Um, so the the just the first episode, I, I like that they did one and two right off the bat, that they didn't just do episode one and then leave you waiting for episode two because, as you said, episode two's, two was a little bit slower. Yeah. And I think people would have been a little disappointed if they got to next Friday and they were like, are you, are you serious? That was episode two? <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, I'm done. No. <laughs> yeah. Canceling Disney Plus, waiting for Mandalorian. Um, but no, I, I really like that they did both episodes because it kind of gave you a a really good idea of, of what's happening. Um, like I was saying, you go through the decades, like it starts in the fifties, then goes to the sixties, which I found really interesting. Um But then now now in the seventies that so then I, I'm assuming the next episode will be the eighties, then the nineties. And then, what's that? So, so yeah, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, that's five episodes. So by the sixth episode, I think we're really going to find out what the fuck is going on in this situation here. Um, I've heard a lot of rumors that this story is based on House of M. I've heard I've heard that. What What are your thoughts on that? Because House of M was kind of... It was kind of the same thing, right? Where, no, no. Oh, House of okay. M is literally the storyline where she gets butt hurt and says no more mutants, and wipes out like ninety six percent of the mutants in the world. Gone, no more powers. Interesting. Uh, okay, that was pretty nuts. Um, House of M is like she remakes the world in like, like basically like her family rules the world. So like Magneto and Quicksilver and her are like in charge um it that was an interesting one like it was a big one but so uh, maybe so maybe they're just taken from the storyline of the fact that she can make her own world yeah i feel like that is a huge parallel to that storyline but so far it doesn't really seem i don't know we don't even really have mutants so like True, the house yet. of M storyline was literally a mechanic to get her character to develop to the point of saying no more mutants at the end of it. That's the whole point was to like create the next like era where like the mutants were really on the back burner and like really on the fence. So it shaped like the next decade of X Men comics. Okay, and like that event was just designed to get her to the point of saying no more mutants. So I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if like they're necessarily 
going to be doing that storyline because like how are you going to do a storyline about getting rid of the mutants unless you're going to like sort of reverse it and say like because i had a theory that maybe like we're watching after she did that Mm. like she already did that and now she's either being like punished or she's like trapped in her own head after breaking reality okay so i don't know well uh, i mean it she might be being punished. It kind of seems like someone's holding her. I mean, mm-hmm. just by, you know, the, the, the end of, and the thing about these episodes is there's really not a lot of crazy story plot. It's just real introductions, but you get mm-hmm. at the very end of episode one, you get that scene of the lady watching TV, watching the show. And she's got her notebook that has the sword symbol. If I'm not mistaken, it it looks an awful lot like the sword symbol. Uh, strategic world response. Oh gosh, I don't know the O D. Strategic of world response, something, <laughs> something. But yeah, they're uh, basically the uh, interstellar version of Shield. And I think in this particular version, from what I've read, it's not world strategic world it's strategic so this one looks like it's sentient world observation and response department sentient that's what it is and strategic in the in the cinematic universe it's supposedly sentient weapon observation and response department that makes sense that makes sense that lets you uh gear it towards like any sort of like especial person running around right and so maybe they're looking at wanda as more of a weapon and really kind of watching over her meltdown because dude this chick's been through so much like in the last what seven years of marvel story or marvel years marvel years she's what lost her brother lost her whole lost her whole family Got these it's crazy like she, powers. Got experimented on. That's good. Yeah, it's not like she had a good upbringing. She was like trapped in a cell at a Hydra base. Yeah, which yeah. And like, the Strucker commercial, the Strucker watch commercial, Strucker is totally the dude that runs Hydra, and, and like the watch even had Hydra and the emblem right, on it. Like right, and those those are so cool because those to me seem like. It's it's a brief the commercials in between the, the episode. There's like these weird fifties and sixties esque commercials. And to me it's like it's like Wanda is she's making these worlds, yes, but in those commercials it's like she's taking a break from it. Mm-hmm. But but whatever system is pulling from her mind is showing what she's thinking about just metaphorically. So for instance, the toaster, if you look at the toaster um commercial, it looks it's got a face on it. It looks like an old version of Vision from like older comics. And it has like a, a little like light on the top center of the toaster. So it looks like Vision. And they're talking about how this is the best machine. The, the, it'll do everything for you, you know, and it's made by Stark. And it's all these like parallels. So I, th- it was the Stark 2000. And I was like, that was a little bit of a uh, wasted opportunity there. You could have called it the Stark 3000, but whatever. <laughs> well, they might have a Stark 3000 here soon. Maybe, you know? maybe. Um, and uh, so then going f- 
flash forward to episode two and that commercial in that episode, like you said, it was the watch and it was what the, the Strucker watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's thinking about Strucker, Strucker and, time pieces and the fact that he watched over her for so long and like took so much of her time. And like, that's kind of where her, her sleep thinking is, you know, like in between her episode, that's what she's thinking about. So I thought those were really fun, like callback parallels, you know, and I don't know, I think that's why I'm so interested in this story is because everything in here means something like everything, everything they do means something like it's going to be connected. Um, Gosh, I wish, I wish my uh, thing was working well enough. I'd bring up some cool pictures, but like the, uh, I think in the beginning of the episode, they they flash um, what looks like, uh, what, uh, I think it's the devil, like what what the the what the devil looks like in the comics, um, or like his outfit or something. And it's like I don't know. They they flash a, a side of his mask. It's like a shadow that looks like the mask of whatever Wanda um, or whatever Scarlet Witch's villain was back in the day or something like that i'm trying to find it trying to find it give me give me a second (laughs) um but uh what 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 i know that you're a little like i don't know you're not as excited about this show but what i mean i i'm excited for it i think it's gonna be like really good like it's setting up something really exciting i just feel like for me personally episode two i definitely started like nodding off my first watch through but uh it was during like during like the talent show portion and then like i don't know i just felt my eyes getting heavy during that portion i felt like it was dragging on but i watched it another couple times i mean it's it's good like i feel like the talent show part was one of the best yeah it was yeah (laughs) i just yeah i just don't, Uh, don't know it was, oh, I'm trying to find it. Of course, they're not going to have it on here now. Ah. Um, so I think it's really interesting that uh, her neighbor's name is Agnes. Because uh, in the comics, at one point, she lives next to a witch named Agatha Harkness. Mm. And so, like, Agnes, Agatha Harkness. Kind of a so mix I think it's, between them. Yeah, so that's like an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing, and like her character's interesting. Catherine Hahn, like, dude, the first episode, Catherine Hahn like steals the scene so much. She walks into the house and just, I'm just like, holy crap, Catherine Hahn, you just chew that scenery up. Like, she is so good. Yeah, I think all the actors did really well in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the chemistry between Paul Bettany and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, yeah, I. Kitty I just from, read an article today, I think. I didn't read the article. I saw a headline about, like, apparently those two buttheads a bunch. I'll really? I'll read it and get back to you next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's interesting. on that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, either way, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a mystery right now. The show is is just a straight mystery. You have no. It was kind of like Mandalorian a little bit where it opened up and 
it gives you a crazy cliffhanger and you, you know you're like oh oh shit this is what's gonna happen next and this might not be as big of a cliffhanger there's really not even any cliffhangers in in this show at the moment not really but it still gets to me it's just got me really interested in where they're gonna go mm-hmm. um there's like yeah just keeps keeps giving me more questions they uh there's really like a few different ways there's a few different directions that i could see it going but like they can go a completely different way from that even it's, it's true right. i do want to talk about the helio chapter because there's the uh was it episode two they they find the helicopter it's a little toy helicopter and it's the only thing that has color besides the blood um but they hadn't right. seen the blood yet that's that's true so so far this was the uh, first color yeah and it's interesting because the helicopter is the only thing colored and it's the same colors as iron man suit and it's also got the sword sword logo on it um i read a cool prediction that this this show is basically Wanda, like you were saying, trapping herself inside her own bubble, basically. And like no one else being able to get in. But people from S.W.O.R.D. and even, you know, maybe the new Iron Man or something are trying to get into her bubble via helicopter and stuff like that and not not being able to so one one like really cool i think i saw it on reddit um cool prediction was that that helicopter had been flying towards wanda's bubble she noticed it and turned it into a toy and it fell into her her show and -hmm. she was like oh that's weird why is that there yeah like there's a like she has two uh non-congruent like personalities going on like she has like the external world scarlet witch persona that's like not even really wanda at this point she's like full-on the scarlet witch and then like internally she's wanda it's interesting and i I mean again that girl has lost so much you think after watching not only watching vision die once but then watching him get reversed and die again and then get dusted yourself, but then come back like, dude, that's, that's some next level fucking trauma right there. So what, like, what if she was pregnant before she got dusted? And then like, and then like, is that possible? Would the babies though? come back Would the babies come back. When she, like, I don't mean, like, in theory, they would come back, but, like... Yeah, they would come maybe back. Maybe they but... didn't come back, and she went nuts. And that's when she lost it. Maybe. maybe. I mean... But can... Why did she look... suddenly get pregnant? That's, like, a thing in the comics. Like, she ends up with, like, some babies, but they're not really hers. They're, like, demon spawn. And, like, uh-huh. she ends up, like, reality warping, like, her actual kids' souls, like, back into the... It's convoluted. <laughs> it's convoluted, as oh, yeah. most comics are. But that is uh, that is one way to bring in um, the Young Avengers, which would be a fantastic way for them to like market to like tweens and teens, which Disney loves to do. So like yeah. Young Avengers, that could 
definitely spawn out of WandaVision. Her two kids are like forming members. That'd be interesting. Who are who t- her two kids? I don't remember her kids. Wiccan and Speed. Oh, okay, Speed okay. is what he goes by. He's like, you know, he takes after his uncle Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Wiccan's the important one. Wiccan like does shit in the Marvel Universe. All He's right. a player. He does, he does shit. Yeah, well, yeah. One takes after Pietro, one takes after Wanda. And like the one that takes after Wanda warps reality and that's you know oh that makes him a big player like, he He's makes got a, kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah and look at that jesse i i he brought brought this up and i totally forgot about it but that helicopter was also in one of the trailers as a full-size helicopter flying and i believe it was flying towards some big bubble something like that makes sense so, and then it's on uh, the radio wanda wanda are you in there are i was gonna there, say wanda? like I was trying to figure out who was saying that, you know, who was talking to her, but there was there was no way I was gonna figure that out. So I really I I watched that scene so many times. Like they really garbled the voice. Like I do yeah. not recognize that voice. Yeah. And it's probably not even anyone that we know. It, you know, it's probably just some random shield agent or sword agent. I'm just gonna yeah. say sword. S word. S word. I'll take S words for five hundred. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then I did like the beekeeper scene, um, kind of showing how she's warping, uh, realities, um, because he, he pops out and she's like, no, fuck that. And she's like, no. And then everything reverses, like every little thing in that scene goes back and she basically gets rid of the beekeeper. Do you do you have any idea what what that would mean? Because I'm I don't Dude, the know beekeeper imagery. I actually wrote that down. Uh, the beekeeper imagery is totally from comics. Like that's aim, like all day long. Advanced idea mechanics. That's aim. Oh. Like those dudes straight up wear beekeeper uniforms. So it is. It's I don't know, and that would make sense. If this bitch is just creating a bubble of like crazy ass energy in the middle of nowhere, all these different factions are gonna be trying to get there. To get so in like, there. yeah. So I mean, like, it would make sense for like aim to be trying to creep up too. Aim sword. You probably have if shield's still there. Hydra. Man, and uh... maybe each commercial, every maybe each episode, because like I feel like at a certain point we're gonna leave the show and see what we're actually watching. Oh like yeah, at a certain absolutely. point. So like, it's gonna feel like now, and you're gonna yeah. So we're gonna out. get like maybe three or four, maybe five more commercials. Maybe each commercial is like a different faction that's like externally fighting over her. Like maybe at some point there's gonna be some scene where like it pans out to like the real world, and there's just like fuck all going on like, <laughs> surrounding her, and she's just like, oh, did I do that? <laughs> Everything's just broken. Yeah. Wanda, you need to go to your room on the yeah. Take a time out. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Where's Clint when you need him? <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of that, that Hawkeye series would be pretty cool, looks like. Another Young Avengers. Talking about Young Avengers. They might bring... Uh... Another Young Avenger. Exactly, dude. Kate Bishop is fire. I'm so excited for that Hawkeye series. Like, It's probably going to be based on Fraction and AHA's Hawkeye run, which was incredibly cool like yeah 
it was all about like what does hawkeye do on a day off like when he's not avenging with the avengers what's he do and he just like this poor guy he just like sits around an apartment gets beat up by like russian mob guys like it's his whole life is just one downturn of luck like <laughs> it's incredible yeah well that's that's definitely a, a, a review for another time but um what else what else was crazy in this show that i wanted to talk about i think we might have covered it um oh the the blood scene so, where where they she cuts herself and then you you see the you see the blood is there any like sort of thing that that would symbolize at all i mean cuz I, I somebody in the real world might be bleeding yeah like, i don't know Someone got hurt, maybe. Maybe somebody know. was in an Iron Man suit trying to communicate with her, and she crushed him like that glass, and it just spurted blood everywhere. That could be a thing. Like I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's bleeding. Let's see. And I'm trying to look up. Uh... It was like that was like right after. Like that was her lashing out essentially because like somebody from the outside world was invading her bubble like and contacting her through the radio and so she lashed out and made mm. real blood that i don't know makes sense um so it's almost here. like things that she does come out in color that's why when she decided to like colorize the house everything became color because mm. like when she shrunk if we're going with that theory that she shrunk this chopper she shrunk the chopper so it's in color she caused that injury so the blood's in color mm. like what what does that mean and what's the significance of it i have no idea but like right. that's i mean i don't know um so this is the here it is yeah so this comes from uh is this screen rant again yeah screen rant again wandavision teased uh the mcu's devil is what they're trying to say here um and one of the reasons was the red, the red bloods um, symbolizing the devil. And then also in that same scene where they're talking about this talent show, um, the one the one lady says something about the devils and the details. And then Geraldine says that's not all he's in. And so one theory r r roaming out there is that the head lady that actually started bleeding or whatever is the devil mm. and that she's the, the devil's trying to come back via it's mephisto mephisto like he's you know for all intents and purposes he's like the devil but like we're not talking like the devil it's uh he's right like, right it's he's the like MC the highest version of the highest devil. ranking dude in hell okay he's the okay. devil it's more of a title than a name. Yeah. Um, and apparently Mephisto is supposed to be in Loki and Doctor Strange too. So it's yeah. possible that they're that introducing makes sense. him I mean, here in a very low key level and then gonna bring him low out. key. Aha yeah. <laughs> but then when Loki actually comes out, they'll, they'll they'll bring that, which I'm extremely excited for that show. I was I did not think I was gonna be the as trailer for that but... looked so ridiculous like <laughs> yeah. just looked really really raw absolutely um so that i mean that could be cool mephisto is is uh, a pretty cool villain 
from what I understand. He he is, and he's um, I mean, he's a good he's a good villain to use, like for any like he's, he touches everybody's storylines at some point, like sure everybody. So I mean, Kinda everybody's like made Skull. a deal with the devil at some point. Yeah, sure, sure, that makes sense. Oh man, see, and now now you got my head turning because you know Wanda could. At the very end, make a deal with the devil to bring. Oh, you want those two back. babies back, eh? <laughs> oh, you want I, oh, yeah. That's one thing I do have that written down. I definitely don't think like Vision's real. Like Vision's not oh, no. real. No, like, he's, he's not there. He's so dead. that was totally demonstrated because like he even he even said it like I'm incapable of forgetting anything. What yeah. does that mean? Like he lit- like that was like them telling you like Vision's fake. Like he's not yeah. real. Wanda's creating him. Um, although he he could get rebuilt um, and brought in by Shuri from Black Panther, but he would just it's very possible because would she be actually the... has like the whole thing mapped out. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Because I mean, Thanos really just pulled the stone out. So if she maps together, you know, if she gets all those wires back together, he could be just fine. He's a but... synthetic stone made out of vibranium. Why not? Yeah, right. But but how cool to be if he came back as like the gray vision because mm-hmm. he did lose his color from that stone. It's so true. using part of vibranium would or whatever they want to call it. Would he did kind of yeah. He did kind of turn gray when uh he ripped the stone out. Yeah. Yeah, so like I could see him coming back as the gray vision and completely different because he doesn't have the soul stone was it the soul stone no which one is that the mind stone he didn't have the mind stone anymore yeah and that is um that's actually something that happens in the comics at one point like he gets destroyed and wanda brings him back but like the vision that she brings back is not the vision that left and so she gets more upset like it's She's not, she's bad. She's bad candy. They just, I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, in the comics, it's like a pretty big debate whether or not they should just put her down. Like, she's, <laughs> she's bad candy. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe she could be one of the next villains. She very easily, very easily could be. And she's like very hard to stop because she can't. Like control. she unmake anything, and but that's a big yeah. part of it. She sometimes she can't control it, so she like, like she has all the power in the world, but sometimes she like can't. She's not laser good with it. Right. Who would win, Phoenix, Jean Grey, or Scarlet Witch? Mm. I mean, gosh, that's a hard one. It depends on who's writing it. <laughs> If you were writing it, if you were writing uh, uh, Jean Grey Phoenix versus Scarlet Witch storyline. I feel like at the end of the day, Scarlet Witch could like change reality and like make it so that the Phoenix doesn't properly bond with Jean Grey. (laughs) Okay. Like, I I feel like like, this is going to be a new segment. Who would win this person or this person? We got to do that. We got to do that. Yeah. I mean, I want to say Jean Grey because I like her better, but I feel like Wanda Wanda could detach that phoenix from her, and that would be it. Be done. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. You can't detach Wanda from Wanda unless you stab her right in the babies. <laughs> God. 
um you're not wrong i mean she does kind of lose it and from what we're seeing maybe she did maybe you're right and she was pregnant she's just gone off because that's like that's really weird like why there was like no there's like no chit chat about that at all like just all of a sudden you're pregnant oh cool cool like okay um so what is this let's see uh yeah and jesse's is totally right i have that written down as well uh because like vision didn't help the boss man that was choking until wanda literally told him and uh vision help yeah and i don't know like the boss is white mrs hart that like was interesting like how did she know that it was wanda that was making him choke like she's clearly begging wanda to stop right like at first like the first couple times it almost looks like she's yelling at her husband like stop it stop it right but, like she's clearly like begging wanda to stop that aren't there so, certain like, glitches in some of those scarlet witch storylines where she's bending reality and there's like a glitch where someone will be talking be talking be talking and then like glitch out like that where they I think I, I, don't, I don't know. Possibly? I don't I can see it. I can see Not it. Sure. I'm going to um, have to like go back and reread those. It's been uh, ever. That's something I should uh I should steal your your subscription and read some some House of M and some Scarlet Witch storylines and see what I can Yeah. Hold House together. of M was like back in 2005, I think. So okay. like it's it's an older one. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's see. So apparently, Billy and Tommy are the names of uh, Wanda's kids, by the way. Yeah. Yep. William and Tommy. Cool. I just, yep. Sorry, I was just reading that on this thing here. Wiccan about... and Speed. And Wiccan's, uh, Wiccan's like totally gay. So that's I another think... uh, feather in the cap for old Disney if they want to do a Young Avengers. <clears throat> show yeah and i mean it's it'd be great too we need more diversity like that in in Marvel for sure for sure in, like yeah for sure i'm not I'm, so it's yeah, a, i'm not saying it, that that's a bad thing i'm saying like that's even more incentive for them because like it's prime they get one built in like they have some extra inclusivity built yeah. in already without having to shoehorn it i have uh what is it alpha alpha force or whatever i think I have I have that first comic and he was the first gay superhero in like written. Oh Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight, that's who it is. Here, yeah. <laughs> I have Alpha Flight number one. Alpha Flight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The and, Canadian superheroes. And and Super Pro number one. I always thought that one was gonna get big, but it never did. <laughs> His uh oh man, that was the uh superhero that was uh really good at football, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was his power, he was really good at football. <laughs> And the first, uh, the first comic, the first issue was featured Spider Man. So everyone. Oh yeah, that's how you know it's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one wasn't the best, but. Super pro. <sighs> hanging up, hanging up on my wall over here. I'll have to, I'll have to show you someday. But oh, I've seen it. I've oh. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Wandavision. Is there anything else that we needed to cover on this show? Um, I feel like we kind of went through all of the important things as far as what's happening here. 
You know, I think we kind of, everything that I wrote down, like, my questions, I think we kind of, I think we kind of formed a theory that she's doing it herself, so my, uh, my questions to think on are kind of irrelevant, because it was more <laughs> like, who's actually having her locked up, or like, who's oh, got her yeah. locked up, how long has she been locked up? Sure. Like, is this actually, like, after she broke some shit, which I mentioned, uh, and then is it all in her head, which I think we've kind of kind of decided it's all in her head right now yeah and we'll we won't know until the next episodes come out so yeah. episode three comes out it'll be this friday yep definitely which is uh oh my goodness friday the 22nd so and our next mcm <laughs> hashtag mcm will be the week after so we'll actually have another two episodes to cover um, wait, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, two episodes. Yeah, we'll have yeah. two episodes sure. to cover for the next one. The way that we're doing this, we're going to do Marvel Cinematic Mondays every other Monday. So we have enough news and enough things from WandaVision and stuff to talk about. Um, and it also gives us a good a good chance to to read some comics and kind of plan things out. So um, that, I think that's it for this show, though. I want to thank everyone for coming on and watching. Um, and being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Monday first ever inaugural podcast. Yeah, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're going to be back in two weeks. So every other Monday we're going to be doing this. And the shows are going to be starting at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time, 8.30 Central Time, which is where Chip is located. So um for those that want to continue watching or join us on the next episode, let us know what you guys are reading, what you guys are watching, your predictions, stuff like that. Definitely join us every other Monday, 7.30 on Facebook Live for Marvel Cinematic Mondays. Also, uh, find us on Instagram at Marvel Cinematic Mondays. And then for all of our news and updates about this show and any other show in the network, just go to twistmyarmpodcast.com and like Twist My Arm on all social medias. Um, yeah, that's about pretty much all I got. You got anything else, Chip? No, thanks for uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening, if you're listening to the podcast version. But uh, absolutely, see us next time. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys all for watching. My name is Josh. I'm Chip. And we are the Marvel Cinematic Monday Podcast. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Later.